Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts, it's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season, make this December one to remember. Together, click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. What's up, what's up, and what is happening all my Auburn Tigers fans out there? How are we doing tonight? Hopefully you had a great time watching the 84-61 victory over the Washington Huskies as the 23rd-ranked Auburn Tigers improved to 10-2 on the year. What a game it was, especially the second half. Enjoyed every minute of it. I hope you got to watch it because majority of you had to listen on the radio because the game was on Pac-12 Network, so if your cable provider or your streaming service didn't offer it, I'm so, so sorry, but that is one reason why I'm here, is to do an immediate recap and just let you know how I felt about the game, the bright spots of the game, the primetime players, and just ultimately what I think Bruce Pearl is doing with this basketball team with the first and second unit, how that is gelling together. So I can't wait to give you my thoughts. I thank you for joining me. As always, I'm your host, Blake Lane. And I appreciate each and every one of you who listen to this podcast. Talking Auburn sports is my passion. I love it. I thank you for the support. I thank you for the growing sponsorships, the views, the downloads, everything. Uh, The Twitter following. It has been absolutely amazing. I just passed my first year talking on the mic. And it has been nothing but growth. And I just appreciate each and every person who listens. Especially you, the Auburn family. You guys are great. I don't care what anybody says about you. You support your family. You support anything and everything to do with Auburn. And don't tell me that's a lie because I just watched the Auburn football family support Carnell Cadillac Williams the way they did in this football program and the players. So, like I said, nothing but love, man. 
So with that being said, like always, we're going to kick it over here to the Belly Up Sports Network, take a short, quick break, and I will be right back. War Damn Eagle, everybody. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back in, everybody. What a night, man. 84-61 to 61 over the Washington Huskies. Uh, we dropped Washington to 9-4 and four on the year. We split the West Coast road trip 1-1. One and one. Uh, It was a tough loss the other night to USC, 74-71. But, hey, we were without Wendell Green Jr. for majority of that game. He had the ankle. I really think if he's in that game, we win that game. So, you know, we've got two losses on the year, one at a neutral site to Memphis, one across country to USC in a three-point game. I know we I know we want to panic. I know we want to just start hammering that panic button. Panic, 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 right? And I know we get frustrated at times. I know we say things on Twitter and social media at times. I know when we start losing, it gets aggravating. Watching the offense sometimes gets aggravating. I know early on in this first half it was aggravating. I get it. But I, I really think Bruce is on a mission with this basketball team, and I think this could be one of his best coaching jobs while he's been at Auburn. I really do. I, I think this first and second unit is starting to gel together. I think Jonah Broom is starting to get under his feet. He's starting to collect his legs. He is starting to get 100% and more comfortable. I think the game is starting to slow down to him. Uh, He put up 28 minutes tonight, went 9 of 17 from the field. He had 8 rebounds, 5 assists, and 18 points. That's a dominant performance from Joan Ibram. That's what we're going to need in SEC play. Look, he was catching the ball so deep in the paint, he couldn't be stopped. Washington had no answer for him. The little turnaround hook, the floater in the lane, he was catching it so deep, it was an automatic bucket. He was a force tonight. Chris Moore. I can talk about Chris Moore for an entire episode on this podcast. Do you hear me? Chris Moore has been an absolute hooper for the Auburn Tigers this year on both ends. On both ends. He doesn't show it every night on the offensive end, but nights like tonight, 18 minutes, 5 of 6 from the field, 2 of 2 from 3, 2 rebounds, 12 points. Man, if Chris Moore is getting you 12 points, come on. Come on, y'all. Chris Moore, he's a dog in the paint. He works his ass off. Dog, man. I need that effort. I need that I need that grit. And he's two for two from three. Chris Moore hitting trays. Love to see it, man. He looks comfortable out there on that wing. And, and that wing in that corner three. Love Chris Moore. He's one of my favorite players. Like I like I put on Twitter all the time. This is Chris Moore fan page. Five is that dude, man. Simo, give me all three of these. He started early. Love to see it, man. Love to see it. He was the spark tonight. He really was. Five. Hell of a game. Hell of a game from Chris Moore. And like always, man, Jalen Williams. I, I say this all the time about, about J. Will, man. Number two looks to be Auburn's go-to guy this year. He looks to be Auburn's go-to guy this year. Like I said the other night, him getting five shots against USC is criminal. It's criminal. It shouldn't happen. It's a crime. Jay Will comes out tonight, 30 minutes. Leads the team in minutes. Six of ten from the field, 
two of three from three, eight rebounds, one assist, and 18 points. Ties Jonah Broom for most points. Once again, was also unstoppable in the paint. Was catching it so deep against Washington, he was unstoppable. The little hook, the floater, whatever, it was unstoppable. And I need to see more of that. I like to see Jay Will shoot the three ball. He, he's probably been our most consistent three-point shooter this year. 30 minutes. That's a guy right there. That's a guy that you can look at and say, hey, he's the leader of our team. He's the go-getter. If I need a bucket, I'm going to Jay Will. That's it. Two is your guy, and he proved that tonight, right before SEC play. What else do you want? What else do you want? Wendell Green Jr., being the leader that he is, 21 minutes tonight. Didn't shoot it great, but he was 2 of 9 from the field, 1 of 5 from 3, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, and 11 points. I'm okay with that. If Wendell Green Jr. is getting me 11, I'm cool with that. Guess what? If he had played against USC and got you 11, you win the game. All right? That's simple. Without Wendell Green Jr. against USC, we lose a three-point game. Calm down, pump the brakes, stop hitting the panic button, right? Zepp Jasper. Defense. Zepp Jasper also hitting a three ball tonight. If you get a three ball from Zepp Jasper, that's all I ask for. If Zepp can get me three to six points a night, I'm good with that. I want you out there for defense. One of the best on-ball defenders in the Southeastern Conference. 19 minutes, one of two from the field, one of two from three, one rebound, one assist, three points. I'm fine with that. That's all I ask from Zip. Defense. That's your job. That's the key. And I look at this bench, man, and my, my one highlight guy from the bench tonight is Trey Donaldson. Look, he didn't he didn't fill up the he didn't fill up the points. All right. He he didn't fill up the bucket. But the man had seven assists. The man made plays. The man's the real deal with the ball in his hands at the point. He finds the open man. It looks like him and Jonah Broom and Jalen Williams have chemistry. There's something there. I think he is in, he's inserted himself into the lineup to get minutes. He's he's a key part of this Auburn basketball team. He's going to be a key to Auburn getting in the tournament and possibly making a run. Uh, Alan Flanagan, Katie Johnson. I know they didn't have the best of nights, but those are two guys that you're going to have to lean on. Uh, those are two veteran leaders. I know they didn't have the best games, but you're going to have to count on both of those guys in an SEC race to win basketball games. Al had two. KD had five. But look at everybody on your bench, man. Everybody on your bench contributed. Johan Treor, Dylan Cardwell, even Chance Westry played a minute. Had two points. Trey Donaldson, two points. Leor Berman comes in and hits a three. Al, two. KD, five. Everybody contributed tonight. That's what it takes. That is what it takes. So, like I said, don't hit the panic button just yet. Don't hit the panic button. 
as a team, you shot 33 of 59, which is 55%, man. Uh, Three-point field goals, you were 8 of 17, which is 47%. Free throws, you were 10 of 16, that's 62%. I don't like that, but I'll take it. I'm not going to sit here and complain about it when you just had a 23-point victory. Um, And rebounds, man, you absolutely killed Washington on the glass. Killed them on the glass. Uh, You had 11 offensive boards. They had six. You had 31 defensive boards, and they had 18. They just had nobody in the paint that could deal with our bigs, period. And you saw it in the second half, man. You saw it in the second half. Um, We had 22 assists. They had seven. We had nine steals. They had eight. We only had two blocks. Unusual, but... um, turnovers we had 15 i would like to see that cut down we got a little sloppy there at the end of the first half we corrected it in the second half played a much cleaner second half um so i i'm not as mad about the 15 turnovers um we we were fouling a lot though we had 19 fouls we we picked up some cheesy fouls our guards picked up some cheesy fouls we pick up fouls 40 feet from the basket uh, we got to cut down on that but like I said, I'm not going to sit here and complain and argue about it and, and bark about it too much um, with a 23-point victory on the road across the country on Fubo TV or whatever the hell it was on. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank goodness my parents have Dish Network and sent me the Pac-12 Network login stuff. So uh, I was good to go to watch this one. But uh, the only thing about tonight that really concerned me was – Auburn gets a double-digit lead in the first half. You really have your opportunity to put a stamp on this game. And you get really careless with the basketball. You start turning the ball over, and Washington hits a shot. They hit a three ball. They start making a little run. They cut your lead down to single digits. And you go into the half, I think, up seven or eight or something like that. When you should have been up 16. Let's be honest. And just off of those turnovers, Washington had 10 points at half off Auburn turnovers. And I think Auburn had like two points off of Washington turnovers. So that is my biggest concern of the entire game is that one little stretch right there where uh, that happened. And other than that, I mean, I think Auburn played a damn good game. You know, I know the offense struggles at times, and you saw it early on in the game, but Auburn's getting great looks. They're just not falling. I thought shot selection was much better tonight. Sometimes it just doesn't go, you know. Sometimes the shots just don't fall. And eventually, you saw in the second half, they did fall. So, uh, you know, Joni Broom even went glass in the second half, and the bank was open late night in Seattle, Washington. So uh, I was I was pleased with this victory. I think this is a momentum builder into Florida to start off SEC play, and I think Bruce Pearl has the guys coming together. I think you're going to see a much better product in SEC play. I don't think that it's as bad as we all overreact and we throw on the internet. We get on Twitter and say, oh, this team, you know, look, the standard is high at Auburn now for basketball, right? We know that. We know that we don't expect to miss the tournament anymore. That's not what we expect. We expect to go to Sweet 16s, Elite 8s, Final 4s, 
That is what that that is what the standard is at Auburn basketball now. You expect to be top ten in the country and competing for a top three to four national seed. And that's what it is. Period. And if you think otherwise, you're crazy. And I think a little bit of the frustration this year is seeing a Brandon Miller across state and seeing Alabama with the tough out-of-conference schedule, the non-con of Gonzaga and Michigan State and UConn and Houston and playing all those teams. And, hey, they got the same record as you. And they've played a tougher schedule. And I think some Auburn fans, you know, hit the panic button. Hit the panic button. But there's none of that, man. There's none of that. It's it's all about coming together right before SEC play and you getting into SEC play and you start off with a team like Florida who's got Castleton down there and he gave you problems last year. But how can you come together and get this thing right before March, before you get into the tournament? So you can so you can be a a four seed, a top four seed, a five seed. I don't know what Auburn – I think they're at like a five or six seed right now. But pump the brakes on the panic button. I know sometimes I throw it out there and I say, hey, we're just not good right now. But tonight I saw a different I saw a different Auburn basketball team. I saw a different Auburn basketball team. So I'm excited. I'm ready for SEC play next week. I'm ready to kick it off. I still think Auburn could compete for an SEC championship. Are they Are they going to win the SEC championship? I don't know. Maybe not. Alabama looks great. They do. Arkansas looks great. I get it. There's teams up there that look better than us right now. But we're experienced this year. We have guys that played in the NCAA tournament now. I don't think we'll be as shell-shocked as we were last year. Who knows? Who knows? But I think this was a bright spot. I think that this game was exactly what you needed to happen. Go in, put your foot on their neck, and make a statement. And that's what Auburn did. So, moving on from the basketball side of things, I wanted to hop over to football, man, and and just talk a little bit about Hugh Freeze and the job that he did today in the staff. And... I know we're going to have Dustin on here to talk about the flips and the recruits and the signees and all of that good stuff and um, just more to come and there will be more to come and just the job that Hugh Freeze has done with taking a recruiting class that was at the bottom of the conference that was around the sixty, the 60th ranked recruiting class in the country and the man has moved it into the teens is moved it into a top 20 class and could possibly be a top 15 class by the time it's all said and done. That is absolutely incredible. Sensational. And I think we made the right hire. And I look at Ole Miss over there, and I think we dodged a bullet. And and I'll be honest, I'll be the first one to step up to the plate. And say, hey, look, I, I wanted Lane. I'm not going to sit on this podcast and deny it. Each and every one of you who listen to this, you know how much I wanted Lane Kiffin. I think he was a spark. I think that you know his offensive genius mind and 
being a top five play caller in college football, I think that's you know one of the things Auburn needed. But I looked at Hugh Freeze as my second option, and really and truly, I didn't know if Auburn would hire Hugh Freeze because of everything that went on. I didn't know, but the minute I saw him take the take the lead as as the as the Auburn head coach and him being the 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 candidate on deck, I said, "Hey, I'm all aboard the freeze warning." And I back coach 1,000%. And I think he is the right guy. The way he attacks NIL, the way he attacks recruiting, the way he attacks social media and the videos that he, that he uploads on Twitter and the catchy sayings. And, you know, I know other fan bases are going to attack it and say it's cringy and whatever. I don't give a damn. The man has done his job. The minute he stepped off the plane, he has went to work and he has recruited his tail off for three straight weeks. And all he has done is bring talent to Auburn, Alabama. All he's done is bring talent to Auburn, Alabama. You can't deny it. It's, I mean, we flipped a DB from Ohio State today. Four-star DB. From Ohio State. We'll talk about it hopefully tomorrow with Dustin. It's been a fun ride. You can't tell me that there's excitement and energy and just flat out love around the Auburn football program right now. And I see so many people who didn't support the man. They're starting to jump on the train. They're starting to jump on the wagon. Freeze me. I see it all the time on Twitter. And I'm like, hey, three weeks ago you were just saying that you hated the man's guts. And now you're jumping on the train. You're backing him. Three weeks ago you were saying that this is the worst hire that Auburn's ever made and I can't believe they would go against the creed and all of this stuff. But now on three, Rivals 247, they're making graphics of who won National Signing Day, who were the top five ten, top five winners of National Signing Day. And, hey, oh, hey, look, there's Auburn. They're on the graphic. The Auburn Tigers are on the graphic. Come on, man. Get out of here with that nonsense. <clears throat> the dude's the right hire. He's the right hire. And I'm happy about it. Like I said, there's excitement. There's excitement around the program. I think there's excitement around the country. Recruiting. Getting players from all over. Now we just got to see it translate to the field. I think Auburn is a hotbed. Like I've always said, the SEC West is a three-team race. Alabama, LSU, Auburn. It'll always be like that. It always has been like that. Don't get it twisted. Don't overthink it. Point blank period. So, congrats to... Coach Hugh Freeze, that staff, Yahtzee, Wonelli, Bingo, how whatever you want to call it, however you want to say it, I don't care. I'm excited. It is what it is. Uh, and and last on this episode, before I wrap up, man, I wanted to talk about Travis Hunter and Travis Hunter entering the transfer portal at Jackson State. 
and just some people have talked about how he handled things with the YouTube channel and was it the right way to go about it? Was it not? Was he immature about it? Whatever. Look, here's my thing with Travis Hunter, man. Travis Hunter was the number one recruit coming out of high school. He decommits from Florida State and t- chooses Jackson State and to play for Dion in HBCU. Cool. That's great. Kid made a decision. He loves it. That's awesome. Right? He's in the spotlight at Jackson State. They're playing for the HBCU National Championship. He was out there showing his talents. Awesome. All right. Dion steps up at his Colorado press conference and says, Hey, I'm bringing my luggage with me. It's Louie. Uh, my guys are coming. You might as well hit the portal. Whatever. All right. So Travis Hunter gets on social media and says, Hey, I'm not announcing my commitment until I reach 100,000 subs on Twitter. Or YouTube, excuse me, not Twitter, YouTube. He was at like 70,000 subs on YouTube at that time. So the guy picks up 30,000 subs for everybody to witness where he's transferring to. Well, then you have like media members from Rivals and On3 and 247, and they come out and they're like, oh, well, Georgia's in play, USC's in play, and Ole Miss is even in play. Like, they're making a late push and everything. Man, let me tell you something. Nobody was making a late push, period. The man was going to Colorado. The media will put stuff in in front of your face to seriously make you believe it. Like, people actually started retweeting and liking that Ole Miss was in play. People, come on. I mean, they were saying that, well, you can stay in the state of Mississippi. You can keep your friends. You can keep your similar lifestyle. Man, get out of here. This dude's 19 years old. He is going to the coach that fits him to make the next level, and that is Deion Sanders. The man is a defensive back, and he's going to Deion to play for the greatest defensive back of all time. Like, don't sit here for clicks and views and all of this and tell me that Travis Hunter was interested in other schools. Yeah, I mean, he might have, you know, talked to a couple people, but it was Colorado all day, every day. And don't get it twisted. And I think Travis and Dion are the same person. So, like when I say that, is they both have a cockiness about them. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think they both have a cockiness about them. I think they both carry themselves where, hey, I want the camera on me at all times. I want to be the attention getter. And that's just it. That's okay. He's a kid, you know. Grow your brand. Grow your brand. But I think they fit each other so well that Travis Hunter was never going anywhere else. They're almost the same person. So, why would he go to another school? It just didn't make any sense to me. But the 30,000 subs, he was growing his brand. And what other way to do it than follow your idol? And do do it... The, how do you think Deion Sanders would have done it? He would have done the same thing if YouTube was a thing when he was at Florida State and NIL was a thing. And you could profit off of your following... Deion Sanders would have done the same 
thing. That is why I say they are the same exact person. They are true believers in themselves. They carry that confidence, that cockiness, that swagger. That is who they are. Travis Hunter and Deion Sanders are the same person. And that is okay. That is okay. Lights, camera, action, always on me. And as an 18, 19-year-old kid, that's okay. It's great to be like that. That means he believes himself, he believes in his talents, and he is ready to make the next step to the National Football League. Now he's going to the P5, he's going out to the Pac-12 to, to showcase his talents and to play for the best defensive back of all time at Colorado and to specialize in the position that he plays for. So, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't see a whole lot wrong with it. It is what it is. The man grew his following. He's trying to make a bag. He's trying to make name, in, name, image, and likeness. It's his money. It's his YouTube channel. Cool. It is what it is. I think the media tries to blow things up for clicks and uh, for fo- a following and uh, please listen to my podcast and yada, 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 and whatever. Um, it's just crazy to me. But that was my thing on that. Uh, I'm not going to get into the Tony Mitchell, uh, Tony Mitchell and Jason Caldwell thing. Uh, you know, like I said, they're they're kids. Anybody who wants to down Tony Mitchell for what he did, you need to let it go, man. You need to let it go. It's over. Um, I think he's a 17, 18 year old kid who. Uh, really had a tough decision on his on his mind and when it comes down to it he Caldwell couldn't get a hold, a hold of him and and I just think Tony Mitchell was like hey I'm just going to Alabama and I hate it like it is what it is maybe he didn't contact him back and left him stranded at Bojangles or whatever whatever happened but you know, I just I don't know. He might not have felt okay with responding to the situation. He's a kid. He's a child. Like he's still in high school, man. Like a lot of people need to come to grips with that. I see a lot of adults on the internet talking about kids in high school. Well, hey, you didn't pick my school, so screw off. Dude, look in the mirror, man. Like you need you need to look at yourself. You were talking to an underaged kid about where he chooses to go play college sports and carry on his academic career. Like that's not it. It's not the move. So I I saw some backlash on that today on on the internet and it is what it is, man. Just just let it go. Stop worrying about these kids, man. And, and, you know, could he have handled it better? Absolutely. But it's over. Let it be. Drop it. Move on. Tony Mitchell's going to Alabama. Good for him. Kudos, man. He made it. He's a five-star. He made it. He got there. He got to the next level. That's what it's all about when you're coming up through sports and you start playing football at the age of five, six, seven years old. He made it. 
He's going to play for the GOAT. Good for him. Move on. We got we got a great slate of DBs. So I'm happy with what Auburn reeled in. So with that being said, uh, we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, one thing before I get off of here I did want to add is I think each and every one of you, man, uh, last night we got a scare with my nephew. We got a call that uh, he had fallen and hit his head. And he was being rushed to the hospital, and they took him to Monroeville. My wife's family, they live in uh, the Monroeville area, uh, and they they took him to the hospital, and they said, hey, we need to rush you to USA. So they bring him down here to Mobile, and of course that is where me and my wife reside, and we were nervous, we were scared. We didn't really know what was going on, and uh, I'm pretty close with my nephew. <laughs> uh, if, if you if you haven't seen on Twitter, he uh, he is two and a half years old, and he is a smart as a whip man. He's a good kid, and he was in the hospital, and they had to do a bunch of stuff, run a bunch of tests on him. I know he was scared, and uh, he has done an awesome job man he, he is much better now um, no damage uh, no damage to his skull or anything like that um, I, you know a concussion and all that stuff so it was really scary uh, but uh, just to each and every Auburn fan and, and just fan of this podcast when I asked for prayers last night on Twitter man you guys responded so quick and uh, just took my tweet and and spread it out there and, and really uh, got the backing of social media and, and I thank each and every one of you because uh, my my buddy means the world to me and he, you know we're, we're super close when he comes down here to Mobile we spend a lot of time with each other he, he loves playing Xbox with me and he just likes getting on the game and just watching you know <laughs> watching how I work the controller and everything so we, we just we spend a lot of time together, so we were scared last night, and and you know the backing of social media and the Auburn family, and just each and every one of you just getting on there and sharing that for me and, and praying for him. That really meant a lot. So uh, I thank each and every one of you. It, it really touched me and my wife. Uh, my wife thanks each and every one of you also. Uh, it, that is her heart and soul. So uh, it meant a lot, and I, I just wanted to thank each and every one of you. So uh, yeah, we're gonna wrap this one up. Um, once again, 84 to 61 victory over the Washington Huskies. It was a great night. Thank each and every one of you for listening, supporting. If you could, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, uh, whatever you got to do. Rate the show, subscribe, click the bell so you know when we drop each and every episode. I really appreciate you. Give us a five star rating if you could. And I love you guys. I appreciate you. I'm out. War Damn Eagle. Catch you on the next one. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com.